Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Angston. All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, and here, joined in studio today, folks, none other than the ambassador of Amplitude, Randy Angston. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing good, man. It's a good day. Look a little banged up, buddy. Yeah, you know, like uh, we're not invincible anymore. What'd you do? Uh, Mondays I play softball, and you know we only we only play to win, so uh, sacrifice it all. You went for what, it. What did you do? Slide in yeah, just, first into home base. You know it was a great. Yeah, pizza slide. Just no. Uh, just slid into second. It was just uh, conditions yeah. on the the field. Just, just a rough, game. So, you know. It's just a game, Fokker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> taking things so seriously. Yeah. All right, so we're back in the saddle. Took a little break, doing some uh, traveling. Went to the conference. Came back and now we're back in the studio again. We're gonna bang out a couple this week, and uh, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We got a guest coming in, our first guest coming in on the next episode. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to bring him on board. But uh, today's episode, talking about staffing. Staffing such a big issue in small businesses. Both how does how to staff your your business as well as you know how to maintain staff and to grow and you know and build your culture around the staff so it's a big big topic mm-hmm. yeah it's it it's the people that are representing your business yes this it, i don't think there's a more crucial i mean you can have a million different processes and things like that in play but essentially somebody needs to go execute them right and, and staff if you're is such a big part of that and if you're trying to move over into the business owner quadrant you need staff you absolutely have to have staff and they have to do the things and the processes to move the needle and drive the business forward and do the, do the busy work and do the things that need to, to happen. So without staff, really just a one man, one woman show, solopreneur. And in the gym industry, that's really, really hard to do uh, everything, right? If you're the sure, trainer, sure. the business owner, I mean, you're doing everything. So you need to have staff. So let's talk about staffing in general. Uh, one of the you know, benefits that I have personally in, in my businesses, my wife, Erin, she's, you know, comes from the HR world. She lived in that space for years and years and she was with big corporate America. And so we get to leverage her into mm-hmm. kind of creating processes around our staffing. And she's opened my eyes up to a lot of things. You know me, I'm a little off the cuff. Let's make decisions now, but sure. whoa, 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 whoa. There's some labor laws you're talking about here. You can't do that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So she keeps us in check. And you know, when it comes to labor laws and things and following the rules, you got a tight line here. And what I would tell you is this, you won't get in trouble until somebody raises their hand and goes and files a lawsuit against you. And then you're in deep trouble. So why even go down that route when it comes to, to, you know, labor laws and things? So know your, know your laws in your state. One of the biggest changes here in the state of Arizona uh, that was voted on in the last election was, well, minimum wage was one of them. And then the, the like, I guess, sick time accrual over, you know, if you work eight hours, you get an hour of sick time or, or something like 40 hours, you get one hour. And we have to now track it all. And if our employees need to take sick time, we have to go look at their allotment. 
and all that stuff. Granted, she's doing that. Zach's doing that stuff. But so that's one thing you got to be aware of. But so let's talk about how to develop your staffing plan. There's mm-hmm. so many pieces to this. Number one, the very first thing I always direct coaching clients to do, and this is one of our big pieces of our delivery systems in our coaching program is you have to lay out all the processes that have to happen in for that business to operate. All the the processes like who answers the phone, who's making the sales, who's training the clients, who's doing the programming. Everything you can imagine needs to be written out in a list. Absolutely. And without those things happening, the business doesn't move forward. So they need to be defined. And then you need to create roles and responsibilities. And you have to kind of divvy up these uh these things that have to have the processes in your gym to an individual. If somebody doesn't have that process, guess what happens? It doesn't get done. It doesn't get done, right? <laughs> sure. So that that's one big thing. So, you know, I would, anybody listening, watching on YouTube here, uh, I would, you know, suggest you do that first. Okay. Uh, the next, the next thing is if you haven't read the book, E-Myth by Michael Gerber, this is a great book to start with. I've read it. I think you've read I it. I own it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really what it, it it creates, uh, as far as organizational structures and charts, you you create your organizational structure uh, as far as your positions, and then you put people's names into those positions. And if it's just you, guess whose name goes in every little checkbox? Yeah, you're you're the the master of all trades. Yeah, you know you have sure. to do everything right. So uh, the, the the whole point around the book is to create a prototype of your business as if it were going to be a franchise, even if you're never going to plan on franchising or scaling or doing anything, but creating that up front because you have to have these processes in place anyway, so might as well do them right. Yeah. And that's a big, big um, part of our coaching program because a lot of the people that are coming to us, that it is their ultimate goal to scale and then have either an exit plan where they're no longer working 40 hours a week. Or, you know, that business is set up for success without them doing the work. And so if you don't have the staff yet, then understand position that organizational chart with all of those tasks that will be set up for the individuals that you're bringing into your business. Mm-hmm. Um, we're working with one of our clients right around this exact topic right now. He's got somebody that's coming into his business that's going to be a big part of that business. He's mm-hmm. coming back and joining the team again. And making sure that, uh, you know, the gym owner knows those responsibilities ahead of time and not, you know, dropping him in, expecting him to go figure things out. And then our, you know, our gym owner just skates away thinking that he's got somebody taking care of. Yeah, exactly. So if your team doesn't have a set plan and expectation of their job description, you know, their job description clearly written out with mm-hmm. the task at hand, expect things not to get done for sure. Yep. Yep. Very important. So. Every role in your gym or in your business should have a job description. And as an employee, your employees, your staff, they absolutely appreciate knowing what my role is in this position. Like, this is what I'm expected to do. Mm -hmm. Now, hindsight of that or whatever, on the flip side of that is as the owner, you can now hold your staff and your team accountable to the job description and to the things on the piece of paper that has been signed off and agreed upon. And now you have performance evaluations that go against that. So so a lot of times we go and, and our coaches are just doing their day-to-day and their training and they really never get feedback, that feedback loop to tell them if they're doing a great job or not doing a great job. And they kind of get just kind of float out there and you kind of, they, they lose interest in, or they just, the status quo is the status quo. Sure. And if you really want to elevate your team, have those performance evaluations, have those job descriptions so they know exactly what they have to do today or this week or this month or this year. 
and hold them to it. They want to be held to it. They want to do good things. They just want to be. They just want to know what they're supposed to be doing. A lot of times, absolutely. And I think there's something about in the employee position, having vested interest in the well-being of the organization that you work for, is both you know a personal quality that somebody brings to the table, but at the same time you can help instill those things, given you know different structures, different pay structures, incentives. Um, obviously, when you have that baseline for measurement, you can now. Um, hold somebody accountable and, and work towards growth. Mm-hmm. Staffing is something that we talk about a lot with our private clients. A lot of our discovery when we talk with um, our first call with with interested pro- uh, prospects and so forth. Uh, talk about the structure and pay structure because this is probably one of the big areas of business. Obviously, payroll is massive for most yep. businesses. It's one of the largest you know expenses when you look at a a business, um, but why don't we cover a couple of the different ways that people are paying their staff in the fitness industry? Yep. Uh, and then maybe touch on some of the things that we think they should be doing better or they could be doing better, mm-hmm. you know, to position the business in a better way. Okay. Better yeah. Place. Yeah. We've. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month? And now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, The Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. The the way that gyms pay their staff or let's just talk about coaches and gen, you know, specifically mm-hmm. it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, very rarely we get on a call with two co- clients back to back and they have the same pay structure, which is very interesting. Uh, and I went down this road a while and I was for when I figured, tried to figure out how to pay my coaches that made sense for them, us and the business and everybody was happy. Uh, we came into a, a way to pay and I'll explain that here in a second. But so let's talk about a couple ways. So I've seen coaches on salary. Sure. I've seen coaches on salary. I've seen coaches hourly. Then you get into coaches that are paid per head of how many people are in a training session, which is interesting. I've seen uh, coaches get paid on a percentage of the total that's billed for that hour. I've seen coaches paid per session total, just a flat rate per session per class. It's a lot of different ways. The independent training model where the trainer is actually making the majority of the money. Yeah, then then you've got the right the the ten ninety nine independent mm-hmm. coach or trainer that's just paying you rent to be in your business, and then there's like some kind of either a split. I've seen that, and I've also seen where the ten ninety nine coach is taking all the money and they only pay rent, a flat fee, a flat, flat rent, yeah, mm-hmm. flat rent. And there's another that's another way. So what's the right way? Well, I there's a lot of right ways, or definitely some wrong ways. So here's what I would say. Having a staff that's invested, okay, let's think about, well, let's take it one step back. There's the coaches out there that have been in the game for a while, there's the schedule out there sucks for training, right? You've got your clients that want to train early, early in the morning. You got your clients that want to train late at night and nobody wants to train in the it's middle of the, the day. The bread and butter hours, right? That's when everyone's right. free. Right. Sure. That, you know, before work, after work for the corporate Americans, right? And those are, your, and you have very few people that like to train or can train in the middle of the day. So what happens a lot of times is is these trainers will go and train, you know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., then they go home. Mm-hmm. And then they got to come back at night and 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m. at night, they're back in the gym training clients. 
that can only last so long because you're talking about uh, 5 a.m. till 8 o'clock at night. You're kind of in work mode. Yeah, you're, you're, you're at least at one foot in the, you know, in the door type yeah. of thing. Like it's hard to walk away entirely for right. half your day. So knowing that and knowing that that's not a good, you know, like stable, long-term solution for, for an employee, we, start look, we started looking at how to, how to make a career or make a, a life outside of the gym work for the coaches. And so what we came down to is having block schedules. There's a morning shift, like a 5 a.m. to noon. And then we have our meetings from 12 to 1. And then we have an afternoon shift from 1 to 8. And you're either a morning coach or a night coach. And you're not both. Or, I mean, if somebody's out of town, you pick up shifts and stuff like that. But I'm not talking about the normal. So you're either morning or you're night. You come in at 5, you're done by noon, you're on with the rest of your day. Or you've got your whole front of your morning to, to yourself. And then you work from you know 1 to 8 p.m. We pay our coaches a flat rate. So from the business side, it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't matter what that coach is doing during that hour. They're going to get the flat rate. So the fixed overhead is a big, big benefit to the gym. It's also a pro to the, to the, uh, to the coach because if somebody's not training that hour, typically what would happen in a normal environment, they're not getting paid. They lose that head. Mm -hmm. they, right? They're not getting the percentage of the session. They're not getting a head count or a class rate or whatever. So they're sitting and they don't make any money that hour. So it's a benefit to them to not have to worry about these ups and downs. Now, the con to that is, well, you're paying them to, to do nothing. So it's, uh, the burden goes back to the gym owner, to the gym to fill up those sessions. And on top of that, there's a couple of things to elaborate on that too. Mm -hmm. When your org chart and your job descriptions are clear, there is no real nothing to do. Yes. You know, there are tasks outside of training on the floor that uh, your trainers are responsible for. This is the time that they get to fill you know, with those tasks. Absolutely. On top of that, the, oh man, what was I getting at? Let me come back to that one because okay. it was, it, it ties into that, but oh, the risk on, on, on who's providing, whose responsibility is it to actually bring in the clients in your position, the organization is, is filling those, those holes yep. as opposed to a position where the trainer is out there out, you know, gathering their own business bringing it into the club and then right. turning around and paying a fee right. on that. So, and the, yeah, we have a, a marketing and sales structure that's pretty good here at the gym. And so we don't require coaches to go out and make sales. Uh, the one thing that I found is the trainers are trainers. They're not really good salespeople and vice versa. A good salesperson, not necessarily a good trainer, but you do find some that can do both. And when you do, that's, that person's a keeper. Valuable. Hey, that's a keeper. You can put that person in a fitness director role. They can train. They can sell. Uh, I've also seen a completely different model out there where the the trainer is responsible for all the sales. They get a percentage of that, uh, but and they're required to kind of keep their own crop of clients. And it's just a different model. What's what's right or wrong? I think you need to figure out what works best for you. For us, I really like the flat rate. I like the the staff structure, the blocks. They have a life inside and outside of the gym. That's great. That works for us. Now, will that work for you? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So it's just, you have to test it out. But the one thing I wouldn't do is a percentage flat fee of every training hour build. So if you're paying, let's just say 40%, 50% of every build uh, session to the coach, well, you're stuck as a gym, as a business, you can, make, you can never, you have a ceiling, you can never make more than that. 
Well, what's the point of that? Yeah, why would you fill it? In the, in our model, we have a fixed overhead. So any dollar over that fixed overhead with new revenue is 100% profit. It goes to the bottom line. So once I know that our salary expense is covered you know, with our income, well, great. Every, you know, obviously, we have other expenses, but that's never going to change throughout the month. It's not going to go up with, you, with more business that doesn't increase the salary because that sucks because you yeah. can't really make it. You can't ever get out of the hole. Sure. So- so there's some pros and cons to everything. You know, obviously, if you have, you're struggling with this and you don't know how to do it, obviously, we should probably get on a call and figure this out together because I can tell you after hearing what your business is like, I, I could tell you the answer really quick. And a lot of what we, we do and, and the things that we've set up with our coaching program is to minimize variable. It's to kind of reduce the winging it. Yes. You know, I mean, every business has things that, that happen. Things change. Not every business is identical. Our system is not identical to what yours is going to look like, but you have to have these systems in place. If you don't have a set plan on why it makes sense, why it's logical, why it's benefiting the business, not just the individual as well, but the business at whole has to be, there has to be a benefit to having these people work for you to, and, and scaling your business. If that's your goal, make sure that those systems are in place so that you can do so. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be paying like you're talking about, you should not be putting money, you know, the same dollars that are coming in should not be going out. That's not scaling your business. It's you're, you're at a lot. You're breaking even. Breaking so. even. Right. And so that, yeah, there, again, there's a lot of different ways. What way is best for you? I think that, I think the, the way you should start, I think obviously go get that book, E-Myth, if you haven't read it. I think that's the very first you know, kind of pro tip here. Grab that book, read that book. It'll open your eyes. If you haven't read it, or if you do have it, read that, read that thing again. Uh, get your organizational structure figured out, get your job descriptions, all your tasks, start making sure that you're very clear with your employees on what their responsibilities are daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever it is, uh, and then have your performance evaluations. Do it uh, you know, maybe in the beginning of every month. If you're just rolling this out, every month you got to meet with somebody, make sure that they're on tracking, and then maybe do it every quarter, maybe twice a year, maybe once a year. And like we're at this point here where we do it like twice a year, once a year, mm-hmm. depends. And depending on the employee, and everything's kind of flowing nice. It's a good. I did a video. Uh, you know, you've been kind of telling me, "Hey, you got to just show what's going on in here," because you see it, I see it every day, and I just it's kind of normal to me. But after obviously talking to you, it was like you need to show people what this thing's when it's humming, what it looks like. So one, mm-hmm. I just had to grab my my phone. I, I was in the car. If you if you haven't seen this video, I think I, I posted it on my Facebook page or whatever. Uh, it was just walking through the gym and everything was humming. And we had the front desk rocking and rolling. The coaching staff was cranking. We had coaches coming in, getting measured. We have a fitness director in there measuring, you know, d- doing a sale. It was just like, this is just normal. Mm-hmm. And the only way that can happen is if you have your organizational structure figured out where everybody knows what their roles are, everybody's doing their thing. And it's a really good feeling when you get to that point, you just walk through and it's like, oh. I guess I'm not needed here anymore. I'm going <laughs> to take off for the rest of the day, right? Once, that's, once that org chart's figured out too and you have everything <laughs> assigned to somebody, something that, that we're, you know, we talk about, you guys are leaving town, mm-hmm. you're going to be traveling. Well, there's responsibilities that you aren't going to be able to cover while you're gone. Right. Who picks up that slack? So make sure that there's some redundancy. There's some overlapping. Um, certain tasks can't be done just by one person. You know, they're not here enough to, in order to, to do it all. So, you know, you can sign certain tasks to multiple people, but right. always make sure that everything on that list has a name next to it. Because if it's not somebody else's name, guys, you as the owner, you have to fill that role. You're the person doing it. And our entire mission is to help you guys reduce some of those tasks 
and get that workload off your plate so that you can focus on other areas of your business, other income producing activities, other ways of scaling your business, you know, provide a better quality of life, better quality of life for your family, your, your train, your staff, your employees. Something that I'm working with, uh, again, with one of our clients, mm-hmm. his ultimate goal is to step out of his business as the business, uh, as the self-employed owner right now and become a true business owner. His concern is how is his staff going to perceive that when that he makes oh, that transition? Okay. And so his, his, qual- his dilemma and the things that he was feeling initially was the fact that he, he thought his staff is going to abandon them. Oh, really? That it was going to be, uh, oh, okay, well, we've all done this together, but now I'm no longer here. Well, when I said, we, you know, we talked through this and we, I, I started to kind of put himself in, in his trainer's shoes and we talked through this for, for quite a while. And, and what, I, what I, I kind of led him to, to think about was the fact that we've got time before that's going to happen. Your staff is going to feel what you feel. If you feel like you're building this in order to run away, your staff is going to absolutely feel that way. Mm-hmm. But what I told him was instead of looking at it like, hey, here's all your tasks. You need to go do that so that I don't have to and I'm not here. Let's empower our staff. Let's empower each of those individuals. Let's build that culture and, and have those employees have some invested interest in the well-being of the organization and not just their job. So that when you step away, there's shoes to be filled. Mm-hmm. There's positions that will be, need to be filled. There's opportunity for advancement. They should all be hungry and really willing to go step into those new roles. And so we changed kind of the way that we were looking at the, the situation. Mm-hmm. And he had a breakthrough. He's like, wow, like I never thought that you know, my, my new current training director was going to be in a position to that where he can feel empowered to, oh, yeah. to make decisions for the business. Oh, and yeah. that, that's, you know, that, that trainer is going to step up and, you know, their org chart's now going to have responsibilities that were, are currently on the owner and the, and the fitness director's, you know, responsibilities. Yeah. So every, it, it, it's, a, it's advancement for the organization, everybody that's part of that organization, but it's done in a way that you empower your staff. Yeah. Your staff should want to be at work every day, guys. If you're not, if they're not, figure it out. There's something about the way that you're, you know, it, it, maybe it's the pay. Maybe they don't have enough incentive. They don't know what they're working towards, the environment. But at the end of the day, your employee should want to be at work working for you, should enjoy what they do and, and be willing to, and, and understand that the more the organization benefits, you know, it's not deep trickle down economics, but at the end of the day, right, when, when your organization makes more money, it, there should eventually be some ways for your employees to do the same mm-hmm. progress for everybody. Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight week profit business accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. Yeah, we have we have goals here, uh, obviously, at the gym, and we talk about them at all of our meetings. And yeah, when we hit goals, there's some compensation things that can happen. But until then, it, can't, it just can't. It doesn't grow on trees, and you guys know that, right? You don't. You can't just like snap your fingers and all of a sudden money appears. Mm-hmm. Got to put the work in, the processes in, and 
if they're not happening, then yeah, there's got to be repercussions too. Cutting back hours, uh, less pay, whatever. I mean, there's things because if it's only a one-way street, like we're, you're going to get paid no matter what. Um, usually the, the coaches won't. You're creating a sense of entitlement. Yeah, they just they get lazy and it, mm -hmm. and it happens. It's happened here. It's happened you know, in other companies. It's just part of it. So yeah, empowering them, giving them something to work towards, drive, seeing the vision. Some coaches don't care about the vision. Well, some the, do. Some are business oriented and they love it. Let's talk about that. How do you figure that out? How do you know oh, what yeah. motivates your clients or your, your staff? This is a great, this is a great tool, right? Yep. The, the disc assessment. Yep. We did this with every, I did this with both organizations and I found out kind of what I knew with some people and some were like, whoa, I had no idea. You guys haven't done this yet. Go, go find yourself a disc assessment, D-I-S-C, and go have your staff do it. It takes maybe 15 minutes. It's like a bunch of questions. The way they answer the questions is going to give you a readout on who these, well, like what their drivers are and what their what roles they should be in. And if they're uh, an A personality or they're very structured or organized and what their uh, you know, motivation, gotta, yeah, really, what their yeah. motivations are. And some, some are, they want organization. Some want to be uh, the leader, and some want are like altruistic, which is you know they, they want to give. And there's a, there's a bunch of cool things that we found out. Right? Motivated by money, you know, the yep. motivation is a big one because as it, like we talk about, and it, it's a common thread, and we talk about it a lot when sales versus trainer. Yes. You know, that personality type is is a it's a big deal. It's where their comfort lies. It's the way that they think and they operate. And so if you find like you said, I mean, I know your organization's changed with some of those disc assessments when oh, certain yeah. things popped up. Like, whoa, you know, right. Big eye openers. But you can start to position and guide people into the roles that they're going to not only be the most comfortable, but they're going to excel at because this is ingrained. It's how they think. It's who they are. Mm -hmm. um, instead of throwing, you know, that, that caring, giving, loving, hey, I'm just here to make everybody get results <sighs> into the sales role. And then now they don't know what to do. Right. You know? So, yep. You got to put the people in the right seats in the bus, use the disc assessment. So here, here's your takeaways from today's episode. Uh, organizational structure starts with job descriptions, or, or at least the tasks at hand, then the organizational structure, then the division of those tasks, then it's job description, then it's, then it's performance evaluations. In, in there, need to find the disk assessment. So find yourself a disk assessment, have your team take that, review that with them, decide on where there's a best fit, uh, read the book E-Myth, and so go kick some butt. Yeah, that's it. it's so super easy, just yeah, like that. Just, All right, guys. So there's your takeaways from today's episode. Staffing is such a such a big big topic, and how you pay your staff, and how you keep your team around, and how they you know keep this this culture alive in your facility. So go jump on those things. Until next episode, we'll see you guys. Bye. Take care, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, I'd love it if you do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. See, this lets the platform know that I'm doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge, huge help and I would be very grateful. Until next time, keep building something great. And we'll see you on the next show.